0: Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. We talked about honoring God. Let's go to the, the base scripture, the foundational scripture found in 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, be it far from, be it far from me. For them that honor, I will honor. For them that, uh, that honor, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Now, God is saying that if we don't know how to honor him and you dishonor him, then you will be treated very lightly. God, in fact, in another portion of scripture, it says God will disdain or, you know, be very unhappy. And we can see all that in the scripture. Now, when we talk about honor, what is the word honor? Just reviewing a little bit from last week. Honor means appreciation, esteem, uh, you know, favorable regard and respect. To value a thing or a person. To give value to somebody, Okay. Now, we said to understand honor, we need to really understand what dishonor is, because we did a study about that last week. So what is dishonor? Dishonor means to show no respect, to treat as common, ordinary, or menial. Let me read that again. To To show no respect, to treat as common, ordinary, or menial. And we talked about, or we read through the scripture, where the priests, Eli's sons, were serving in the house of the Lord. And, uh, you know, and this is what the Bible had to say. It says in 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 12, Eli's sons were scoundrels. They had no regard for the Lord. That means they dishonored the Lord. And you know the rest of the story because we covered it last week. If you have not attended last week, so please go get that and listen to it because it will really encourage you. So let's get to Isaiah 29 verse 13. We're going to start from here. Isaiah 29, 13 says, And so the Lord says, These people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. Talking about ritual and religion. Where they do everything that is prescribed according to the religious books. But whatever is done is not done from the heart. It's just done as a discipline. Christianity is not just a discipline. It starts because the flesh is weak. We need to, we need to put the, we need to buffet the body, and and so that the spirit man will begin to have, preman, pre, uh, you know, have um, uh, more importance prominence over the flesh so for that we start with discipline but if you if you don't go graduate beyond discipline where your heart becomes involved in it then it turns into religion so you've got to understand what God is expecting is he is looking for people that will worship him in truth and in spirit God wants our relationship. God is not looking for just Christian disciplines. He is longing for people that will connect with Him heart to heart and worship Him from their spirit, from their heart. Say Amen. So the Greek version of this portion of Scripture says, the worship is a farce. It's not genuine. You know, you're singing a song, but it's not genuinely coming out of your heart. You're just reading the lyrics or putting a tune to the lyrics and you're singing like a professional. But your heart is not involved in it. This worship is farce for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. But what is true worship? True worship is an overflow from the heart that fears God. True worship is an overflow from a heart that fears God. It's an expression that flows out from the heart that fears God. Now we talked about Abraham being a man who honored God. And uh, we said Abraham honored God through his obedience he honored God by acknowledging Him as His Lord, as a source of protection and provision. He expressed it by building an altar everywhere He went. And I don't want to go through all the references because we covered that last time. Wherever He went, He would build an altar and worship, sacrifice and worship God. Say Amen. See, he, he, His worship was not just lip service. It was always accompanied with sacrifice. See, sacrifice, which is an outward expression of an inward heart of thanksgiving. It, it's an outward expression of an inward heart of thanksgiving. What is giving? When we come to the Lord, to the house of the Lord and we give, what is it? When the, the, That's why the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Why? The heart has to be involved in what you're giving. It might be a sacrifice. Praise God. Hallelujah. But when that comes from the heart, it's an acceptable sacrifice unto the Lord, a sweet smelling aroma to the nostrils of God see because it's coming from the heart and Abraham knew how to touch the heart of God always remembering that whatever happened in his life God was with him and God is the reason why he's prospering why he's being protected and how he's being led even through the wilderness and even through the regions and areas that he had never traveled before he could see the hand of his of God's protection and provision and care upon his life so he knew wherever he went he had to be thankful to God that's the way you honor God every step of the journey in your life whatever happens whatever good happens whatever the lord is doing always remember it's not your smartness it's not your intelligence it's the grace of God and the hand of God say amen hallelujah all right so when you realize that and you begin to have that knowing in the inside your heart will flow with thanksgiving to God and you will not you will not pull back but you will go forward in honoring God by by expressing that Through thanksgiving. Say amen. Hallelujah. Now. So the point I'm trying to make is this. Always acknowledge the Lord. And thank Him and honor Him for everything that happens in your life. Always acknowledge the Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Why were you the only one that was picked in the group of officers to be promoted? Why were you the only one that was selected in the interview? Why were you the only one that received the bonus? God's grace, God's favor. I know you worked hard. I know you did something special. I know you might have outsmarted the others. But all that was the grace of God. So you were picked for that promotion. You were picked for that increment. You were picked for that bonus. So don't forget it. Always remember, God is the one that's blessing you. So you, we must take the opportunity every time such, things, ha, such a thing happens that we don't neglect to honor God and worship Him. Hallelujah. That is the heart that positions you to walk in the covenant of blessing and increase. Say Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go to a few scriptures and let's see what God is saying about these people. All right. Psalm 44 verse 3. And I want to read from the NLT, which is the New Living Translation. Says, "They did not conquer the land with their swords. It was not their own strong arm that gave them victory. It was your right hand and a strong arm and the bright, um, blinding light from your face that helped them to help them. For you loved them. Watch this. Did they not go to war? They did." Did they not draw their sword? They did. Did they not fight? They did. But that was not the reason for their victory and their conquest. Hallelujah. See, we are called to do whatever God calls us to do. But the promotion, the increase, the blessing, the victory comes because of His favor. Glory be to God. Because of the light of His countenance. Because of His arm and His right hand. Hallelujah. God is reminding them, hey, listen guys. Be humble in your own eyes. Yes, you went to war. Yes, you warred against the giants. Yes, you pulled down those strong walls around the cities. Yes, you had victory. Yes, you conquered. But who is behind all this? God is reminding His people never to forget His grace upon them. And that's what I believe God is reminding us today. For whatever good things that are happening, whatever is happening in our lives, we need to come before the Lord and acknowledge and never be negligent about it. Never become prideful in our own eyes and think it's mine. It's my ability, it's my smartness, it's my education, it's me, me, mine, me. That has to go. you got to realize it's God. When you have that kind of a heart, it is not a problem at all for you to honor Him because you realize that truly it is God who is causing that to happen in your life. Say Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let me also take you to Deuteronomy chapter 8, please. And I'm going to read a a lengthy portion of Scripture because this is very important. Uh, Go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. And verse 7, again, this is, God is trying to protect us, His people, that we don't fall into the trap of pride and become negligent in honoring God. That we don't think it's our own strength that has produced what we're enjoying today, but it is His grace and His favor, okay? So, uh, chapter 18, verse 7, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of, of flowing streams and pools of water. Glory be to God. God is saying, He's reminding them. It is the Lord who is bringing you into a good land flowing with streams and pools of water, with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. Wow. Truly a land that flows with milk and honey. It's a land of wheat and barley and grapevines, fig trees and pomegranates, and olive and honey. It's a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It is a land where iron is as common as stone and copper is abundant in the hills. When you have eaten your full, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land He has given you. Hallelujah. Stop there. He's saying, God is bringing you into a land of abundance and prosperity. Glory be to God. Don't tell me God doesn't want His people to prosper. God is not interested. No. No. God is interested. When He pulled them out of Egypt, He said, I'm taking you into a good land. Hallelujah. God delivers a man and a woman from the clutches of the devil, sin, sickness, to bring them into the kingdom of God where there is abundance, provision, blessing, protection. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We got to realize that while we're on that journey, that when we are knocked by sudden issues that come up that we can't handle that is not god who's trying to say i've give up i give up on you or I don't care about you. No, he's trying to develop our character to learn how to trust him that, and that we're on a journey and we're going into the promised land. Say amen. Hallelujah. So he's saying, listen, I'm taking you into a land that flows with streams and put, there's plenty of water. It's a, 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 and and says, it's a land of wheat and barley and grape wines and fig trees and pomegranates and olive oil and honey. Oh my God, there is so much out there. But then he says this. Watch this. Verse 10, when you have eaten, you're full. Mm-hmm. When you're satisfied, when you're lying on those comfortable couches, in your air-conditioned rooms, living in luxury, driving some of the best cars, everything is going well for you and there's no hitch, no problem. Okay. Be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land He's given you. Be sure to praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Be sure that you don't neglect honoring and worshiping and giving thanks to God. Don't ever come to the place where you think, I don't need God anymore. Look at me. You know, sometimes people get blessed, they come regularly to church, they're so involved in the work of the ministry. They get involved, they do everything. And suddenly God begins to open doors and uh, they begin to rise up in life and they begin to enjoy their blessings. Now, and they, find, they, they suddenly find themselves so engrossed in that that they don't find any time to give thanks to God. They say, well, I don't have time for church. I don't have time for prayer. You know what that is? Slowly but surely, the enemy is coming into your heart to cause you to lose sight that it was God who promoted you and God who gave you what you're enjoying in life. That's nothing but dishonoring God. You know? They don't like to come to church anymore because they're so big now. They think, well, the church has to come to me. Let me tell you, my friend. If you study the Old Testament, no matter who you were, even the king had to come to the temple to worship God. Although he had his own place of worship in his own palace, he had to come to the, king's, to, to the temple of the Lord. Whoever you were, you had to come to the temple. Now listen, I'm not saying we're in the same uh, dispensation or in the same category as them, but today we come to the church as a congregation of people Because the Bible says do not neglect coming together and fellowshipping together, number one. Number two, it's because it's the place where you humble yourselves. You lay down your crown, whoever you are in the society, however big your name is and how famous you are. When you come among the people of God, you remove that crown and lay it at the feet of the Lord and say, Lord, if it were not for you, where would I be? I thank you for this blessing. In the midst of your congregation, I join with all my brothers and sisters to give thanks to you. And I come because I humble myself because you have anointed and put men and women to speak into my life. Therefore, I humble myself, Lord, no matter what my position is, no no matter what my educational qualifications are, and no matter how famous I am, I lay it all on the altar, glory be to God, and I submit so that you may speak into my heart. Lord, by doing this, I honor you, Lord. Glory be to God. I I know I'm talking to somebody here this morning. Listen carefully. When you humble yourself, God will elevate you. Amen. So don't forget, he says, Be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. And then verse 11. But that is the time to be careful. He says, be careful now. This is a very, very important time. because, Because you're so full of blessing." And so, uh, and so much, um, enjoying the comfort so much that your body, your flesh does not really want to come and give thanks to God. Because not only, it is, not only is it your mind, but people around you will begin to tell you, my God, how great you are. What is, look at that voice you have. Look at that talent you have. And they'll begin to praise you. And suddenly, before you realize, you're thinking, man, I, I'm good at this, man. I'm really good. Look, my God, look at that preaching. Wow, it's, it's truly anointed. And you think, "Wow, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a good preacher, you know. Or, my God, look at all the good things you've done. Everybody's praising. Your name is in the papers. Be careful. Be careful. He says this. But this is the time to be careful. Why? It's a trap. It's a trap. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey His commandments, regulations, and decrees that I'm giving you today. Let me read that again. This is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey His commands. Regulations, decrees that I've given you today. This is the time. Be on guard. Humble yourselves. Never neglect to honor the Lord and give praise to Him and worship Him. Amen? All right, let's carry on. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, When your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Oh. Everybody likes to prosper in life. But not many know how to handle prosperity. That's why if you don't know how to handle prosperity, prosperity will ruin your life. He says, when all this happens and you're prosperous, what does he say? Be careful. Do not become proud at this time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Why does he have to remind them of this? Because when you're prosperous, this is about to happen. And if you're not on guard, then you will succumb to this. You will give in to it and you will fall a prey and then you will lose everything. Because you become prideful. You know? Remember in the New Testament, in in the book of Acts, we read that Herod came to a place and he was um, giving a speech. And after he had given a speech, everybody said, that's the voice of God. That's the voice of God. And immediately, what happened? God struck him dead. The worms began to eat him. Because he was not giving the glory to God. He took it to himself. Never forget to give God all the glory and honor. If you want to continue to live and enjoy the blessings of God and live in the covenant of blessing and increase, you have to learn how to be humble and recognize it is the hand of God that is prospering you. It's the hand of God that's, that's leading you. And God's favor and mercy is causing all this abundance to show up in your life. Say amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Okay. Do not forget... That He led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and to test you for your own good. He did, he did all this so you would never say to yourself, I've achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. My God. My God. It is so plain over here. He provided all this. He did all this. He wants you not to, neg- to, not to forget about it and not to be negligent. He says, and he, he did all this so you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. It's, you know, you're, you're now giving credit to yourself and to people and to other things around you. Maybe your education. Maybe your connections. Maybe your influence. God says, hey, listen. It's I who has done all this for you. That's why it's always good sometimes to sit back all by yourself and reflect on where you were when when God touched your heart. How did your journey begin? Where were you? And where are you today? Is it your acumen? Is it your smartness? Is it you or is it God? People who know how to acknowledge that it is the hand of God, the favor of God, the blessing of God are the people that will position themselves to walk in the covenant of blessing and increase, to increase more and more as they learn how to truly acknowledge Him and give glory to Him and worship and honor Him. Say Amen. Now, verse 18. Remember, Again he uses the word. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful. It is the, he gives us the power to get wealth. He is the one that gives us the power to be successful. In order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to our ancestors with an oath. Watch what he's doing. He is confirming the covenant. Hallelujah. We are in the covenant. It's because of the covenant. Glory be to God. Sealed in the blood of Jesus. We can now walk in that blessing. But remember this. That as you walk in that covenant. You need to have the right heart attitude toward God. Of thanksgiving and honoring Him at all times. Say Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The covenant. Because of the covenant. Isn't that what he said to Isaac? Because of the covenant I have with your father Abraham, I will bless you. Praise God. Praise Jesus. hallelujah! God never forgets his covenant. Amen. Alright. Let's go further. Alright. <clears throat> Joshua chapter 24 now. Joshua chapter 24 verse 11. And you went over Jordan and came to Jericho. And all the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hevites, the Jebusites, and I, and I delivered them into your hand. Hallelujah to God. And remember, all these people were ites, who were, you know, like demonic powers and forces out there, that were, and so many of them were giants. They lived, their, their military equipment or arsenal was far superior to the ones that these guys had. And they'd already fought many battles and won. Now this is, a, uh, this is a nation of Israel that's going into this land, fighting these people, and they're winning every battle. Hallelujah to Jesus. It says, it is I who delivered them into your hand. My friend, again and again, I'm showing you from Scripture that it is so important for us to recognize the hand of God in every victory and success we have in life. If you're a student, you know, studying for the exam, study. Work hard. It's important because when they went to battle, they didn't just stand there and say, and, you know, and let's say, and say, God will fight it. No. So as a student, you can't be negligent about studying and preparing for exams. You have to study. You have to prepare. You have to go and write the exam. Hallelujah. But it's God who gives you the success. It's God who gives you the promotion. It's God who gives you the first rank. Glory be to God. It's His grace. So as a student as well, You need to know how to spend time in the presence of God and how to acknowledge Him and give thanks to Him and honor Him in every aspect of your life. Say Amen. Hallelujah. Look what He says in verse 12. And I sent... What did God do in this battle while they were fighting? God says, I got involved in your battle. Okay, I got involved in your issues. I got involved in your challenges. I got involved in your your work situation. I got involved in your project. Okay, And He says, I came... I'm sorry, I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out from before you, even the two kings of the Amorites, but not with thy sword, nor with thy bow. Bow, All right. Hey, I know you use your sword and your bow, but it was not those instruments or those weapons of war that gave you victory. I did it for you by sending the hornets. Okay, verse 13. And I have given you a land for which you have d- did not labor and cities which you built not and you dwell in them in the vineyard, uh, sorry, of the vineyards and the olive yards which you planted not do you eat. Now let me read those two verses from the, uh, another version, the NLT, it says, I sent terror ahead of you to drive out the two kings of the Amorites. It was not your swords or your bows that brought you victory. I gave you land Uh, I I gave you land you had not worked on. I gave you towns you did not build. The towns where you are now living. I I gave you vineyards and olive groves for food though you did not plant them. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Look at all the things that the Lord had done for them. He's no different today. He's doing the same for all of us. Glory be to God. You know, please... Take the time to acknowledge everything that God is doing. Don't let your mind be just focused on what you don't have right now. You know, you know when pe- pe- why people dishonor God? One of the reasons is because they're focused on what they don't have in life and they're complaining about it. Like, for example, right now, it's a hard time. People are going through because of COVID-19 and this um, a lockdown and people are not, not able to go to, to their work. People are losing jobs. Salaries are being cut into half and they're struggling. And so we can find so many reasons to complain and murmur and grumble. And so when, when that you know occupies your mind and your heart you can truly honor God but in the midst of that count your blessings remember if God has done something for you in the past he's able to do it again for you now praise be to Jesus if he has done it for somebody he will do it for you praise Jesus see what what will attract the blessing of God into your life what will cause the abundance of God to manifest in your not a complaining murmuring grumbling heart that's dishonoring God and saying, what is God doing? Why is he not answering my prayer? Why why does God do this? Why is he not supplying my needs? I pray, I go to church, I tithe, I do all this, but why is God not doing this? Listen, stop that nonsense. Stop going down that road. It'll destroy you. It will not help you. It is time for you to sit down and say, Lord, in the midst of this, I don't understand what is happening. I don't know why this is happening. But I can tell you this, Lord. I am grateful to you for all that you've done in the past for me. And I know you were good to, you're going to do it now and you're going to do it in the future as well. I may not see any sign of it happening, but I'm going to maintain the right heart attitude of thanksgiving and honoring God even in the midst of lack. Hallelujah to Jesus. Come on now. Amen. I want to encourage you not to be negligent of of honoring God and giving glory to Him, remembering all that He has done for you already. Say Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.